Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, Pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete the very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's NXT. Quite possibly the happiest I've been in months, this. Yeah, it was great. I was ecstatic with a certain part of this show, but uh, I think I'm slightly biased, so what do you two make of it? Now, that's what... What I come for NXT, uh, this sort of nonsense. The description that you gave on the preview, that was uh, look. I know you were invested and earnest, but some may have listened to that and thought he's being like knowingly daft. Is Wilborn here trying to explain this convoluted story <laughs> and try and make sense of it? For them to deliver that payoff beat by beat was a joy to behold. Honestly, and the rest of it was the usual garbage. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, loved, loved it. it. No notes. <laughs> we always say the best episodes of NXT are the worst. Yeah. There was the worst of NXT slash best on this show. Yep. And there was a match that I just thought was absolutely great. <laughs> and I just felt alive by wrestling and by sports entertainment at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's such a breath of fresh it's got air. Everything. It's got everything you'd ever want. Once the air's fresh down there, it's a, it's a breath of something there. <laughs> yes. WrestleCraft X Peak Strong Style. The real Forbidden Door. I'll take that, absolutely. <laughs> everything that I, that I like. We've been reminiscing a bit about St. Anger and Metallica a little bit in the office. And obviously, he's a phrase of pretending he's hard. <laughs> yes, please. And about the, the carrying cross times, let's say, in NXT. And it's just, what, what a difference. I'll say this, yeah. Until it happens, obviously, I won't be able to explain why this is. If somebody handed somebody a contract on this NXT and there was a fireball inside, it'd be good. Yes. I can't explain why that's different, but it would be. That's a very good point. Well, if that exact thing ever happens, watch it. It'll make sense. The context will feel right and the characters will nail it. Yes. Yeah. This man's a wrestler, but he's also part dragon. There you (laughs) go. There we go. We've done it. There actually was that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The dragon lady. Forgot. Anyone knows about that other than us three? <laughs> I don't know. I've never, ever, ever seen it referenced ever. No. Did we collectively manifest it <laughs> in a? Sort Do you remember of the like the in inverted commas squash match? Oh, she's so devastating. She's so rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, when she wasn't used in her uh, corrupted mist. She had two matches. What was her win loss record? <sighs> one on one. Yeah. Yeah. A wonderful cosmic joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's Boa up to nowadays? He got corrupted and never came back to me. <laughs> got the crap beaten out of him for weeks. Yeah. In about three weeks. And couldn't like, handle his powers. No. Nah. That is a good point. That's, that honestly, there's going to come. Like the, I love how in canon, he's probably still there months, maybe even years, plural <laughs> later, just struggling to harness these. <laughs> Screaming in agony about like the. Ely dragging off with greater powers, wouldn't he? He'd love powers. Yeah. <laughs> he's great enough on, on his own. Yeah. 
It's mint. Yeah. <laughs> it was really enjoyable, that match. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to it, though. The show opened uh, with the group uh, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley coming out. And, of course, they're in the f***ing judgment. <laughs> she still hates it, by the way. Still. And, uh, ever since she's banned that in the Wilborn household, it feels like... She can't ev- tell you what to do. Every... Yeah, she can. Yeah, she uh, can. <laughs> ev- she can. Every... Single TV show, uh, song on the radio, any conversation with distant relatives. It feels like someone has to say the words the other side, so I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a look anytime. You're under it. your breath, you say, hey, Thank you. What? Nothing. You were there for the actual <laughs> in person <laughs> shoes at my house. Remember? Exactly. Hang on. Like you were getting shoes. So she can get easy. Shush me. <laughs> I heard with about this, with company. Shush, please. <laughs> uh, big chance for Mammy. Uh, but Finn Balor grabs the mic and says, Daddy's home. Uh, this is the house he built. And he's here to lay down some house rules with the judgment day. Is it the house is he it? built? No. Um, I think they moved. It's kind of like the main event scene with Balor, low key, was the least interesting featured part. The women's division kicked. Finn Balor's ass. Yeah. Tag team division kicked Finn Balor's ass. And he's just there doing some nice four-star stuff. Love the gimmick. Love the matches. Was never the thing I was most excited about. Yeah. Uh, he runs through the members of the Judgment Day. Priest and Ripley get decent paddy. Uh, and Dominic gets booed out of the building, of course. Uh, Priest gets on there, so it tells everyone to all rise for the Judgment Day uh, and turns his attention to, to Mello and Trick Williams. You thought you were going to get a divided Judgment Day instead. This is the Judgment Day that's running WWE, running NXT. This is the murderous row of WWE. Uh, Dom goes to talk, lots of booing, and then immediately interruption uh, from Mello and Trick. Ripley's not happy about them interrupting Dirty Dom. Uh, And Mello says, I wonder why they call him Dirty Dom. Maybe because of all the times he dropped there. And then Trick's like, easy now. Don't like that. I'm not even going to do the... the what's he talking about there? Cause, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they get in the ring, do Mellow and Trick. Mellow says, I appreciate that you've come. This is about all of you. But this is about me and Finn. Um, look, when you talk about NXT Mount Rushmore's, you're at the top, rightfully so. Um, but now it, NXT's got all our influence all over it. Um, but most importantly... Not everyone, a good thing. <laughs> everyone has an opinion on Finn beating me on Raw. Uh, but now you're in my arena. Ripley laughs and says... Sorry, did they? Is this like that top dollar trainer one that time? Yeah, yeah. Because people keep asking. Nobody asked. <laughs> Everybody's talking about me and Finn Balor. Many that, people are saying it. <laughs> What's that again? Uh, he says, I run things just mellow. Um, but Priest says, right, fair enough. But you don't normally have the Judgment Day staring back at you. And the Archer of Infamy never misses the bullseye. And Trick says, your mouth's right in the check. Your ass can't cash. Which, great. Like the fact it was Trick Williams saying that in particular. And uh, yeah, Mello suggests a tag match. Trick and Mello versus the Judgment Day. And Balor says, if you come at the Prince, you better not miss. Mello says, let's do this. And the main event's set up for the evening. I didn't like this. This was good. Like the Judgment Day, the hot act, the, the slick nick talent of the week to come in and generate a bit more buzz around NXT. Positioned immediately against the top star on the brand who they've already got a bit of history with. I wasn't that entertained by it, but this is all that very functional stuff that exists to try and get the show another, like, contract doesn't really deserve, I love it, a contract doesn't really deserve off the USA Network, and this is the stuff they have to do for it, I suppose. Uh, this is just every opening segment to every yeah. single WWE television show I've ever seen with the added um, flaw of some uh, light homophobia. Mm. So not for me at all, in every conceivable way. Uh, Tony D's got some time to Skype in. Well, actually, I think it was earlier on in the day, technically. Mackenzie, Mitch- Mackenzie Mitchell interviews him, talks about the stipulation match tonight between uh, Joe Coffey and Stax. And he says, Oh, what can I do, Mackenzie? I'm at Stax with Moisey. I've known him since we were kids. I've never been worried, but... Mackenzie said, Oh, do you not trust Stax? And he says, literally, Oh, don't put words in my mouth, all right? She says, oh, all right, are you confident? She's from the 50s now. <laughs> <laughs> confident Stax is going get to get the win with your freedom on the line. He says, oh, Kenzie, I don't know this kid no more. 
ever since I've been in here, he barely visits. I've been hearing some bad things. And to be honest, I just don't know. And that's the stage, stage set for later on in the evening. So Why does the, um, the American justice system endorse this being a stipulation? Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed at like, I know Gallus has said, oh, well, we'll drop the charge in police. Like, it's not as easy as that. No. Oh, you're wrestlers. Oh, why did <laughs> yeah. you, yeah, um, you say? <laughs> the, so you accused him of uh, committing attempted murder. I don't think you can just say, actually, I don't want to press charges now. We've gathered evidence. Yes. Some of like my favorite moments where things were hiding in plain sight. So like a wrestler couldn't be in the building an hour later for a, where's so-and-so? And then they've kind of showed you that they were leaving. I lo- love little things like that. And here, of course, this existed to show that, ah, oh, Tony D's dialed into the building. Like, all the great, like, saga-adjacent programs need moments like this mm-hmm. before the big reveal. Yeah, the show-long story. Yeah. Oh. Jared Jarrett would be loving this. Yes. <laughs> um, Personal gangster steal money. Yeah. I was, I was on his ball. Yeah, <laughs> Gigi Dolene's got a promo for uh, Kiana James. Everyone's got a dark side. She just puts her side out there. Uh, but Kiana James tries to keep it all hidden. If you're afraid of who you are, there's photos of Kiana when she was a different person, not doing a business, at a younger age. Um, this is your thing. Investigative reporter. <laughs> Gone off paint, have you? <laughs> uh, they talk about paint. <laughs> Gigi says, I embrace who I am. You're living a lie. And then we cut back and Kiana's watching it in the dressing room and tries to sort of fob it off, uh, but clearly very nervously goes, "Uh, uh, uh, that's not me anymore. And then rushes off to delete more emails. I'm intrigued. Got me on the hook, this. So she's a wild child, basically. Yeah. A wild child who never completed business school, in my opinion. Well, that's headcanon. Yeah. But she's a wild child and she wants to be sort of proper and business-like. So she doesn't like the fact that her wild child past has been exposed by Gigi Dolan. Mm-hmm. What did she do before she did a business? She did graffiti and hung, hung, hung around with her friends. It's all pretty inoffensive to me. Gigi loved it. As a big fan of graffiti and street art. Yeah. I will not have a painter in my house. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> abysmal. But that's the best. Absolutely abysmal. And therefore, kicks ass. There's always a line... You know where sometimes it's just bad. I like those WWE well, segues as well, where like Gigi Dolan was watching it on the. Sorry, JC. No, Keanu James. Keanu James, thank you. <sighs> was watching it on the telly. She's doing the wing stuff with Bird Person. Thank you. Was watching it on the telly, and she's like, "Oh, anyway, it's fine. I don't even care about that." At no point thinks, "Are you watching me now?" Like that, that can't work. That I also like work. the fact that the people in the background weren't even actually paying attention. She was like, "Oh God, I'm all so bad." I'm like, "Sorry, talking to us." <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you seen this <laughs> on the front of Inside Paper? The NXT Times. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Extra, extra. And then in three weeks, the little kid wrestles yeah. and he can go. Yeah. <laughs> he's not just breaking the news, he's making it. He's too. got paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine the subtlety that this man. Teach my moment! Teach my moment! Utter the line, hold the front page. Hold the front page! The paper boy just delivered! And then he has a feud with, like, dog person. Yes, yes. <laughs> Someone vows revenge because he just didn't... He always used to throw the paper yeah. on the front lawn, and it was never in his door, and this guy just wants revenge. Yeah. I want to go out into the garden, or the lawn, or whatever the f*** you call it. <laughs> he rides out of the ring on a bike, but it's like Cora Jade in the skateboard. He never yeah, learned to ride the, one. <laughs> and he's like, he's walking in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He said, what are you doing at the performance center? Learn to ride a bike. <laughs> then when he turns heel in the satchel, he's got like a rolled up newspaper, but like inside there's like a crowbar. Yeah. And that's his uh, foreign object. Great. I'm just thinking Keanu James, you know, she's got a wild side and, you know, where do people sometimes go to let out their wild side? The bar. I'm, I'm always trying to pull it back. I was thinking of how the paper boy would have a Larry as a finisher and it'd be called the headline. Oh. oh my god. You're welcome, WWE. We know you listen. You've got your entire gimmick and two years of story yes. development for it. We know you listen because you go, someone's doing an NXT podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Time for Chase U. I watched Shawn Michaels on an episode of WF Superstars this morning from 1996. Have a good match. 
with Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Shawn no. Michaels. I know. Honestly. <laughs> just, no. just I up, swear no. to God, it was good. Shawn Michaels, you were an absolute genius at this. You were more than welcome to the paperboy yes. on behalf of all of us. Because when you could go, Jesus Christ. Someone Photoshop the paperboy for us, please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. So it's uh, you, uh, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson with Thea Hale uh, taking on Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. Booker T is mental. <laughs> <laughs> Perf- but perfect for NXT as a result. If anything, you should go more harm with this. How, hang on. How long how long's Booker T been wrestling for? Oh, you say, just oh, off the top long, of your head. A long time, late 80s. Yeah, 89, I would say. 25 so, years. Jeez. So, where did he get started? Early career, 1986. So, what, how many years is that? 27? Jeez. Well, for now, 30 years, is that right? Well, I was born in 1985 and I'm 37. Oh, Christ, I'm leaving. Also, like 36. Yeah. 36 years. You're in that weird mm-hmm. trap. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it last week, weren't we? We thought Ghost, the, Ghostbusters the is 20 yeah. years old. <laughs> Finally, forty. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your age? <laughs> You're old. It's dying. <laughs> so thirty plus years in. There's winner. And Chase, Andre Chase, and Duke Hudson, obviously because of their history with Gulak and Dempsey, attack them as they're making their entrance. And Booker T literally said, "What the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Booker? He doesn't need 36 years experience. He just needs to watch the show that he is paid to watch and commentate upon every week. <laughs> yeah, That's it? all he needs to do. He could have done, he could have got a step forward about four months ago. Yeah, maybe, maybe like his DoorDash app wasn't working. He was just nudging. Yeah, he wasn't shouting what the hell is going on here. <laughs> Out of stock. So Andre Chase runs wild to start. In comes Duke Hudson. <sighs> runs wild himself. Actually, no, he gets cut off, and then he hits a hurricane runner. Oh, my God. Go it. Mm-hmm. Duke Hudson is cooking. Popped everybody, including all of us, of course. Um, he also hit, like, a super Mishinoku driver. Uh, he rules. Yeah. He's so great on uh, Gulak. Uh, and they hit, like, a double flip-flop and fly from uh, Chase and Hudson to take us to a break. When we come back, Hudson's getting worked over. He gets over to Chase, though, comes in, slugfest with Dempsey, leg sweep. Chase, you stomps! Uh, he hits a big crossbody off the top for a two count. Um, Chase gets double team with suplexes off the back of that. Thea Hale, though, protector at all costs. She fires up the crowd from ringside. Gulags are like, shut up! And so she jumps up the ring steps onto Drew Gulak. He's like, what bloody hell are you doing? Right? She puts a Gamora on him, so he can't get involved in it. Meanwhile, Hudson and Chase hit their double-team finisher on Dempsey. One, two, three. Win for Chase U. Perfect. I'm just so glad they won. I'm so glad they won, because this is the sort of thing where you get all these really funny moments, and you're like, oh, well done, the character, and then ultimately it's one win in 50 for Chase U, and that's why Vic Joseph like spunks at the desk, because he's so excited about it. They should be winning. They're an act now that should be picking up wins because all the bollocks and all the university stuff, I will take it if it's functional. Yeah. But for so long, it's like, why would you listen to him? Duke, yeah. to actually turn on him. <laughs> like, I think it's for the best. I, I was really pleased I actually won this. Not just because like, the other two are boring losers either. <laughs> like, the, Honestly, this is an act that you should be rooting for to actually mm. succeed. Fans back winners. I want to see them succeed. I'm fine. This is what... The Alpha Academy storyline thinks it is. Yeah, yes. I actually feel things for this. I love, just love Thea Hale. Like, not not even, you know, like, oh, yeah, I know what they're trying to do. And a very, very sort of pure baby face. When she fires up, I fire up. Mm-hmm. And then she put that Kamora on. I was like, yeah, have some of that, you prick. You taught that, you bell end. And they win. Great. Perfect. Could get, a t- five stars. could get a tag title <laughs> match down the road. Five and a quarter, maybe. <laughs> we could get a tag title match down the road with the champions, Tony D and Stax versus Chase U. And if that happens, I'll retire. That's it. I'm, I'm happy. I've, it's peaked for me at that point. Should he put the finisher that they taught her on him? He was hoisted by his own petard. And that was one of my stocks in trade. I was getting hoisted by my own petard every bloody week. The punters so, love that. So bloody proud to see my son. Get for the punters. Exactly. You've got to give them what they want. I said that. I said, Charlie, give them what they want. <laughs> Dad, I should probably go work somewhere else. <laughs> I said, I've tried that, son. It's frightening out there. give them what you want, Charlie. Right, Dad, how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I not necessarily know myself, but I have been entrusted with telling you this. Is that not a failure loop? 
and we call that the performance center, Dad. Oh, no. Maybe. Are they, uh, Carnival any, next Tuesday. Any chance they drink any uh, any tea at that university? Um, I don't think so, Dad. Why? Oh, it's just... I, th- yeah. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> so if you, you know, if you motion to drink a cup of tea, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, Jericho's... <laughs> he's pissed in it. And then you go, ooh... The punters love that. They'll talk about it for years. Well, I guess, I, I, I mean, I'll work with you on this, okay? So they don't know tea drink at this university. No, Dad. Okay, well, you know in films and TV shows where, like, the goody two-shoes pupil leaves an apple for the teacher? What if the ale leaves you an apple and you buy into it and then you go, that's not an apple. <laughs> it's a jar of piss. <laughs> it's a jar of piss. from William Regal next week. Bronze backst- backstage. Uh, <sighs> Ilya made a big mistake. He wasn't even on bronze radar. Um, he's leading the way. Ilya's been behind him the whole way. Um, look, he's been a champion. He's going to be one again. Ilya, this is. But not today, because there aren't enough officials to keep Bron from breaking him on his way to the quick bash. And God bless the United States. And then... It's fast becoming my favourite thing to do on this podcast. It's time for Von Wagner with Robert Stone. <laughs> Robert Stone. <laughs> I, honestly, when that started, I was like, I don't, I want this to go for a good five minutes here because I love, <laughs> what are you doing, Von? Getting over with the crowd. I told you to do this, Von, but I might have forgotten. Why do you keep talking about your head and your brain? I wasn't even interested <laughs> the first goddamn place. So uh, Von's like, all right, fair play. All right, fair play. <laughs> I got a bit carried away with Big Body Heavy talking Not crap. Not literally. <laughs> Nobody picked me up and moved me from one place to the next. It's an expression, Robert. <laughs> it reminded me what you used to happen. How does one turn a phrase, Robert? <laughs> you can turn a screw. <laughs> it reminded me of him when he was a kid, and um, he got picked on at school and on the bus. Uh, and he decided, screw it. If everyone thought he was a monster, that's what he'd be in order to survive. Don't think that's possible. Not a fictional character. A monstrous I, version of myself, a human being. I Von cre- Wagner. Yes. I created a monster like Dr. Frankenstein, which many people confuse as the name <laughs> of the monster. So uh, he says, when people suddenly started cheering him last week, and they show footage of this, and I got a bit emotional. Yeah. He didn't know what to do, but he felt like himself for the first time, and he's got Robert Stone to thank for that. NXT's creating some of the most incredible baby faces I've seen in How are they years. doing this? How are they doing this? <laughs> Jim Hudson, Thea Hale, Von Wagner. Like, n- not in the way they may be intended, but does the performance center actually work? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. But nonetheless, Duke Hudson and Von Wagner... I have connections mm. with these performers, mm-hmm. and I would never have seen that coming. It's like Triple H is feel good NXT, yeah. Like, except when the wrestling isn't good. <laughs> the, the tease with Robert Stone was so like good bad as well, wasn't it? Like where he's just, you've been getting on my nerves, you've been making me so mad, and I'm so grateful for that. Oh. And Robert Stone, oh, thank God. And Robert Stone does the. <laughs> I thought you were gonna kick my ass for a second, <laughs> Von. I love he's like the way he exhales and stuff because Robert Stone was like doing the nod of like um, acknowledgement and going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my work here's my work here is done. Man. <laughs> is it controversial to say it should probably go somewhere? Yes, not no, it's not controversial. It's yeah. to the top of the card. Yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah, it goes to the top of the card. Narratively speaking, I mean, sort of feel like we've been living here about a month now. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I need yes. to know. I need the next. But none of the next thing is he's Robert Stone has tasked him mm-hmm. with. Opening his um, self up, not literally. <laughs> that I, that would be uh, death. I'd leave that to a doctor. So he's I did. Yeah. Open yourself up. There's a bit of a wordplay there because that's what happened to him when he was a kid. And now he's finally sort of let go and he's wanting to be an ass kicker. And the crowd love him for being this ass kicker who's also a little bit vulnerable as well. And he's made the connection. This is what Robert Stone told him to do months and months and months ago. I'd, I'd go full 
like be, old, be Carmelo. Old, old school. On the on, on the road to that, in the, in the interim, I'd go full, just like old school. I want to bring in a foreign menace, and I want him wearing red, white, and blue at the pape, being a full American hero. Why is this taking this turn? I just I, I want him to get because I want him now. Now he's beloved by the fans. Why are you embracing racist stereotypes for a podcast? Von Flagner. Yes, and he's got like the stars and stripes. Yeah, yeah. Americans. What are you doing? Americans love that sort of thing. The love Von. He doesn't. He doesn't care I don't need that. I suppose. Yeah. But I, you give the rest is that when he's like, oh, nobody cares about him. I think you've been reviewing and previewing NXT too. Yes, yeah, that's it. Get a foreigner in. <laughs> We need to get him driving around the country on a bus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Actually, I, I'll tell you what it is that's that's. I only work this. in Florida. <laughs> it's a bit later on that oh, I thought. The Lex Express. Oh, here. <laughs> Done. <laughs> There's a bit later on, I think, that maybe has, has warped my brain somewhat because I thought, guys, guys, what are you doing? And I think you know what I'm talking about. We'll get to it in due course. Before that, it was Cora Jade versus Kalani Jordan, who's had, you know, at least one week uh, being looked after by Dana Brooke. So that's established. Um, Sorry, better. <laughs> <laughs> you meant to tell these, it's not like uh, Zabisco, San Martino, is it? No. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not. And that's such a problem. I mean, I've been up there eight years. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> So it doesn't work. Kalani Jordan's great at you know the gymnastics side of thing to to get away from Cora J, but she finally gets her down, stomps on her. Uh, Kalani fires back, uh, <gasps> leaping clotheslines, handspring elbows. She goes for like a rocker dropper, uh, but Cora fights back, and Kalani goes to springboard the ropes. I did like this spot, and Cora just kicks them away. So it takes a rough bump, does Jordan, uh, and then she hits her with the DDT. Cora J does to get the one, two, three. Post match, she gets her dark kendo stick <laughs> uh, and attacks her with it. But uh, Dana Brooke comes in to make the save. To m- given her level of experience, this was fine, probably more than fine, really. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's just <laughs> you can't tell the story if the students better than the teacher. Like you just can't. And again, and like there was flubs in this, obviously, and they're absolutely permissible considering how mm. inexperienced she is. But maybe that's the story. Dana's like, I'm getting lapped by someone who's just learned how to run. That's not good. I need to be a heel. I don't know. Mm. I, it's got to end in a heel turn because Cora Jade beating Dana Brooke isn't that sort of. Brilliant, she's got the rub. Yeah. Get her up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Like that That would typically be how this would yeah. work if you could believe the person coming back, but you can't. So ha- it has to have something else beyond that because that's right now with the match, isn't it? Mm. Corrigan, uh, they're going to have to settle things. Probably the great American players. It's, nobody's going to feel like anything's settled. Yeah. Or like somebody that, if anything, probably got a little bit more investment in has beaten somebody that's just been around a while. Let's <laughs> be cruel. Uh, like those, that's where the, you're at yeah. kind of emotionally with these two wrestlers. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We got a promo from uh, Ilya Dragunov, which I'm sure in his own words, he would describe as... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very entertaining. Really entertaining. He says, tonight I finished what Bronze started. I felt your power, I felt your rage, but tonight you feel my fury and wrath. My intensity can't be matched. I'm going to move past you to the Great American Bash and the NXT Championship. I just thought, right, let's get on with it. Um, (laughs) We get a video package. uh, Good wrestling guys. Talking them out of the building. Yeah. We get a video package from uh, NXT Underground. Oh, so good. Uh, Eddie Thorpe obviously defeated Damon Kemp there. Um, and then we see Thorpe and uh, Gable Steveson leaving uh, afterwards, uh, after Gable had found a personality, uh, mm-hmm. apparently, last week. Um, and they say, what's next for you? He says, I don't know. Not really. National title. Oh, it, you're right. It was Kurt Angles, but he found one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what's next. National title. Olympics. I was like... Do you know where you are? <laughs> but he said, I love being here. Uh, and then we see the NXT trainees all in the back. What a bloody hell. What a tough guy. Yeah. And uh, Jack says, give me a break. I love Jack in NXT. Give me a goddamn break. <laughs> <laughs> Sad news that Gable Season's going to stick at it. But the Jack element of it was funny. I, I like Jack around as a troublemaker. In Wasn't NXT. it reported that Stevenson's actually going to go away again? Hope yeah, he's so, taking yeah. a break, I think. Yeah. Do some more amateur wrestling. Or better yet. Nope, won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ilya Dragunov, Bron Breaker time. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it's fair to say they were... Uh, oh, my God. Pulling around some stiff shots in this one. Yes. Beat the crap out of each other. They went to war uh, at one point before the break. Breaker lifts Dragunov for, a su- Dragunov for a suplex, and they just both go over the top rope and a big heap on the floor. They come back, uh, trading German suplex. Dragunov sets up for his finisher. He gets hit with a big boot from Bron Breaker. Uh, Bron Breaker hits a sort of flying bulldog uh, off the top rope, but I was enjoying it so much I didn't really care. <laughs> Dragunov just took a rough old bump like he'd been just hit in the back of the head, basically. Uh, Dragunov fights back, hits Breaker with a DVD into the corner, <laughs> goes coast to coast with a springboard across the ring, uh, hits the uh, Torpedo Moscow, his finish, um, but Breaker kicks out, so Dragunov goes up top, Jumps off and gets absolutely nailed by a spear by Bron Breaker. Oh my god. Uh, Dragunov kicks out for a fantastic near fall as well. Breaker starts beating him up, sets up for his finish, gets him up for the military press. Dragunov counters, tornado DDT, power bomb, two count, flying forearm, another two count. Breaker goes for a spear. Dragunov counters with a flying knee strike, runs the ropes, another torpedo Moscow. To the back of the head. One, oh, two, yeah. three. Oh, my God. This is honestly one of my favorite matches of WWE this year. Oh, this is absolutely class. Like, that last finisher. Mm. Like, is he just broke the back of his skull? <laughs> yeah. This, hey, Vaughn, what's the name of your doctor? This was unbelievable. <laughs> this is class. Yeah. This was... There are certain matches in the way that they work that turn me into the UFC Just Bleed guy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's done the impression. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, <laughs> where you just get that bloodlust. Yeah. Where you just feel like a, just a jock who loves to watch people fight and kick each other's ass. And is it they just did it too much in black and gold NXT? Like when they were like, oh, hard hitting. He's both got in, broken jaws after the title matches. It was too intricate and technical. Like, this is more raw, power based, just fighting. Mm. <laughs> like, there was a bit, I love a worked receipt. A worked receipt. It's a bit where Dragunov, who's probably one of the best wrestlers in the world, let's face it, the guy's unbelievable. He just smacked him across the square of the back. Smacks him. And he does, and uh, Braun just goes, ah, 
He's like puffing his chest out. I'm just going to spear you and tackle you and lift you up at the same time and just pound on you. So the energy generated in this match was absolutely sublime. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've needed more Dragonoff versus guys that aren't a bit like Dragonoff for longer. Yeah. I've really realized that in this one. I've not been fair to him because, you know, if he's knocking 10 bells out of the Imperium lads or. Who's a tougher man between me and Jody McDonough? Like I just uh, maybe McDonough was a problem all along. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like <laughs> where but, is he? But then, like, yeah, where's he gone? Okay. Dijak's like Dijak was trying to wrestle like that as well. Yeah. So he kind of was like trying to fit more into that. Bron wasn't. Bron was being Bron Breaker. Mm. Like he's a hard hitting muscle guy, but in a very different way to the way Eli Dragunov is. <laughs> Got some smints. He's getting his smint on. I'm obsessed with smints. I have to buy some more. And they're Aldi smints, so they're, yeah, smints. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, Eli, the trick to Eli Dragunov is, like, finding wrestlers that are a bit less like him because he drags them into his own, like, little individual fight pit. And then they have to, like, they have to go to their plate for a little bit. But yeah. in their version of the gimmick, like, I love the Brombreaker um, spear counter spot. Oh. There's not many bad ones. This was the best one. And like, there's there's a pretty high bar for those because he's got a really great spear and he tends, like, he, he never really misses the contact either. Like sometimes, like the edge ones, like he'll hit that from anywhere. Well, the hit's pretty generous. He'll catch them from anywhere, you know. Yeah, like, and he'll gently put them down a bit. Yeah, place them to the ground. Bronze good at these anyway, but the Dragonoff one's the best ever. Like I'm bang game into really Dragonoff. Well done NXT. Mm. I don't know how you did it. Yeah. Great Not, bit of matchmaking, I think. Yeah, love that. Uh, we go backstage with uh, Mackenzie and Wesley. Uh, he's going to be facing uh, Mustafa Ali. Um, he's hyped for it. Something different about it. He just can't get a read on Mustafa Ali. Um, probably because he keeps pissing about doing fast counts and special guest refereeing matches and what have you. It's like compete and see who's the thickest of the three of them. That's what the storyline has been. Who's the dumbest? Uh, get in the most obnoxious tosser. Yeah. He's also thick. <laughs> Well, speak ironically, here comes Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley, and he says, I'll accept your open challenge. And Wesley's like, well, he's, he says, uh, huh? <laughs> I haven't done that for ages. I've kind of been busy, you know, it's all got a bit crazy around here. Got too crazy. <laughs> Dom's like, no, I'll, t- I'll take you on an open challenge. Right. He's like, all right then. Dom's like, oh yeah, next week, uh, so you can prepare for me. <laughs> See you in a bit. <laughs> And then Wes is really confused. Great man. Like Dominic Mysterio, they're promoting a match ahead of time, suggesting, knowing what we know, like how oh, we've got Dominic for the numbers next week. Honestly. But Dominic Mysterio in action. That's how we come over from Raw and check this out. Yeah. Normally I go like, okay, yeah, well, whatever they're advertising for next week, I'll worry about on, <laughs> full disclosure, Tuesday afternoon at about <laughs> quarter past two. Um, but they ran through next week's card and I thought, who needs blood and guts, to be perfectly honest? <laughs> <laughs> like Dominic Mysterio in a title match. Tony D'Angelo homecoming and some Kiana James stuff that may well lead to her reuniting with No, yeah. I okay, think... Maybe that's a bit of a stretch. This is for two separate Dynamite previews, so I won't go deep on this. I think there is a unique pressure on blood and guts to deliver this year that not a lot of people are talking about. I think they'll just do it again next year. Oh, they'll do it forever. I just this one's a really bloated... Excessive, but I think next year, if it is, people will be like, Well, even the elite, even Kenny Omega couldn't make it good. This is not that great. It's so funny to think about that conversation in line with that next week. Like, we're talking about, like, we'll be reviewing next week's NXT. <sighs> Preview bloody blood and guts really giving you what you wanted, unlike this show, right? What the hell is going on with Baron Corbin? Oh my god, so. He's, last week, he, you missed. You might have missed this, but he burnt all of his stuff, basically. Yeah. He put, like, a crown and his, his shirt and da, 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 all that stuff in a big fire. And he's now the master of his own destiny, but he hasn't got a compass. That was his words <laughs> this week. Um, what's his future now? Uh, his lovely house, his fantastic life. It was built in the last eight years, but he's got nothing in common with what he once portrayed. But he has got quite a nice house, car, life, basically. He doesn't know what he is, so he's driving along... And he's just trying to rediscover himself. And he pulls up somewhere where there's a circle of tiki torches and says, maybe I've found myself. Have I found myself here? Right. Tiki torches recently in American history 
were the symbol of white nationalists, correct? On that march? Yeah. What the f- are they doing? To be more generous, hope this is me saying it. Uh, we know it's a pretty repugnant organization throughout history. Mm-hmm. My read on this, other than <laughs> it's a terrible look, what the hell are you doing that for? Yep. Um, was that the TLDR version of this vignette was every other character I portrayed was terrible. I'm going to be the Undertaker now. <laughs> Good idea, Baron. Good idea. Lone Wolf. I'm going to take a piece out of Big Red. <laughs> Booger, Booger Red. Booger Red. Red. Big evil. Fancy yourself. Uh, you ever have an animal nicknamed the Undertaker? I mean, for all I know, Jim Ross, Booger Red could be some sort I'm, of like... I'm tougher than all of them. <laughs> uh, throw soup bones. I'm be, I could be the bear. I'll be a shark. <laughs> Beat one this week, matter of fact. <laughs> be the wolf. Phenom. I suppose I want to see. They've obviously filmed like four of these. Let's have a look. What's there? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's NXT, I, so I will actually let it play out. I was stupid enough to not make that connection. Take you out of the boneyard, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Corbin, but I don't sleep. You have gone and made a big mistake. People love the boneyard match, don't they? Wrong people love the boneyard match more than the uh, 5500 yeah. match. Wrong people do. How is a dead man walking? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he a legend when he was really only good between 1996 and 1997, and then through 1998 to 2001, he was dog <laughs> shit. And then he had that match at No Way Out with Kurt Angle, which was good, I suppose, and then some streak matches at WrestleMania. How does that make he a legend? That shark will bite your legs, you dumb <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's a basket shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's doing, it'll literally just mind yeah. its own business. Yeah. There oh, in the basket shark. Opening in its mouth in which to inhale plankton. Yeah. He, he was in the shark's yard. He was. Not the other way around. <laughs> like, I try shark, but I don't bask. Staring <laughs> at a harmless. Because pretty much all sharks are harmless to humans. Yeah. Because the narrative is because of Jaws that, you know, they're. Killers. Yeah. They don't like the taste of human flesh. They are curious, and sometimes, probably because of overfishing, they're incredibly hungry. So the rare times it happens, it's not because they actively want to and search out human flesh. A basking shark is literally harmless. Yeah. I don't think it's got (laughs) teeth. (laughs) And the undertaker is in having a plodge because his wife has gone, oh, I'm a bit scared of that. It's not as if you like got your... You and your neck underwater and you're swimming away. You're on the beach and then take us out. I'll have a look at this. <laughs> He's desperate for content for his one dead man show. I'll tell you about the time I got a gomer from a shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy stuff happened on the road. <laughs> White like a doll's eyes. <laughs> like a doll's eyes rolled over white. <laughs> You've seen Joel's, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. That was Jaws. Notice, young people still watching this business, trying to get into this business. I was uh, still wearing black on the beach. As a fan comes up to me, God knows he met the Undertaker. Kids could learn a thing or two from me. Call no, K-Fabe, learn. No one gives a single toss about Mark Calloway. Right? <laughs> Let me tell you that for free. And I'll tell you for $300 on my terrible show. <laughs> Well, from The Undertaker... You want to do it? No, I just want to eat some plankton. <laughs> yeah, I just want to eat some plankton, take. I don't, in fact, want to do it. You want to do it? <gasps> Sage, man, what if the Saudi Arabian Sports Authority brings The Undertaker to St. James's Park? Why the f*** would you say that? Because <laughs> I'd love that. I only like 20% of my Yeah, heart. yeah, the, the 80% of you would be, like, be suitably horrified about that, yeah. It would turn to 10. It would turn to 10. Get him off that pitch. It would turn to 10. From The Undertaker to Devin Stratton. <laughs> <laughs> she faced Ivy Nile, non-title. Uh, Ivy Nile got some some bits in there. Got her in a dragon sleeper at one point, but uh, uh, Tiffany Stratton just threw her into the turnbuckle and hit her with that brilliant, prettiest moonsault ever to get the one, two, three. Post-match, she's there, back and forth with the uh, chase you section of the crowds. 
uh, where they're all chatting. You tapped out. She says, "You're also annoying. I'm the NXT Women's Child. I don't need to explain myself to you, Bernard. I didn't tap out. I beat the affair and square. I didn't tap out. Let me alone." It's in italics, and I didn't tap out. Leave me alone is in capital letters as well. Correct. This was a passable match. Yeah, I think this Thea Hill rematch build is pretty great. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. bang into this. Can't She's call got a win. win. Yeah, it's. I think they've done a really serviceable job of setting up a what theoretically should be. A home run win for Tiffany Stratton. Like, mm-hmm. It's not even really a second event. It's the first one because she's fighting the same person. I'm on the hook. Uh, like the, a few sharks I've seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Tag him. <laughs> Bag him. <laughs> Open up the belly. Some plankton comes out. I didn't see taking that, did you? Did you see taking that belly? No, you didn't. It was a seven-footer. If you put a lift under it. <laughs> Work for the dead man. Worked for a dead shark. <laughs> out there, uh, I was blue cane. I was a blue whale. <laughs> no brother of mine. What do me and Damien Hurst have in common? <laughs> Both split a shark in half. <laughs> I was a big shark and yeah. it's I got that one from Stax. He's a hell of a hand. <laughs> Met him down in Florida. Now, there's a guy that can do a one-man show. He can do a one-man show. We did that this evening, actually. <laughs> yeah, Thea, actually. Thea Hale was in the locker room talking about to Andre Chase about how she's mint at being a, doing a Kimura now. Yeah, uh, that's the dance. Yeah, my wee. I call that Hell's Gate. I kind of invented that. Kill <laughs> fashion. Go, go. Such a sh- Hell's Gate, wasn't it? I like that Thea Hale. She knows the MMA. That's the way. It's the MMA. And she knows the uh, she knows the code of conduct around here. <laughs> it's the wrestling business. It ain't the f- the boys on my watch business, Thea. You can cry if you do that. <laughs> Buy me some beer. Take these fighting gloves. I'll get you in touch with Dean Douglas. I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> Back when this business used to mean something. <laughs> um, Duke Godson walks in and brilliantly goes, Well, she's getting blue boot out of the fing building. <laughs> <laughs> just just so good. Uh, um, and basically, yeah, Andre Chase says, You're not done with Tiffany. You tapped her once, you can do it again. Rematch, rematch. rematch. I'm chanting it at home. Rematch, just have it. Uh, no, I'm Dars, too depressed to do Superman sports. <laughs> Uh, Blair Davenport's been interviewed by Mackenzie. Talks about brutalizing uh, Roxanne Perez. Uh, she jacked her jaw. She drove her knee into Roxy's body so again and talks again. Delicious. Come on, be accurate. Yeah. I ro- checked her jaw and I put my knee in her body again and again. It's not Nathan Frazier. <laughs> uh, she jumped in before she arrived. NXT's for grown ass women, not girls with ribbons in their hair. Um, girls like Roxy don't people don't beat people like her. Uh, when she comes at me again, I'll leave her on the shelf for good, like I did with Nikita, Wendy, and Sol. Because of course she was the mystery attacker. It wasn't Indy Hartwell. Yes, that's right. As, as was the plan all along. Uh, this is fine. No, it's, uh, no, it wasn't fine. I, like, <laughs> I felt nothing for it. Yeah, I felt nothing for it. No. I got no opinion, gentlemen. It's time. Like Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, it's time to fight. Meet my friend, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> Joe Coffey versus Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Of course, if Stacks wins, the, to- the charge against Tony D are dropped and they get a tag title shot. Otherwise, it's going to trial. That threw me a little bit. Right, I will say this, because I thought it wasn't going to trial, because I thought, oh, right, well, maybe, because obviously they've got the lawyer character now. And I thought the whole thing was just like, you'll stay behind bars. That's it, basically. Yeah. So the moment when they said trial, I was like, ooh, it's free Tony chance. Um, and basically, Let's not embellish those. This got no reaction throughout. Deafening free Tony <laughs> chance. I couldn't hear, because I was doing it at home. Um, and... Early on, they just do some sort of headlocks and drop down spots and what have you. And then it is... the wrestling match. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I don't mind all that. It's revealed that... 
I can't believe he's done this. Stax has made a deal with that rare bastard, Joe Coffey. He's going he's gonna to lay down for him, basically. Joe turns to him at one point and says, you want to be the dawn? It's time. And Stax turns around in his velvet gear, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, that green. Oh, God. And he gets nailed with that. Is that velour? Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, takes that discus lariat thing of coffees. It's all over. One, two. Stax kicks out to a huge pop no in, the, <laughs> in the Wilborn household. Like and no, no one no cared about this at all. It was the one count from the Baller-Rollins match, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Didn't, it, that wasn't a pinfall. That was the reaction it got, basically. But not in my house. Absolutely buzzing. Joe, Coffee, and the rest of Gallus are absolutely fizzing. Now, what are you doing? We've made a deal. This, this is outrageous. And Stax responds by saying, Hey, no snitch. That's awful. So bad. I'm really sorry. Stax voice. They're, they both said it like their lines five times as well. Literally, like, caught. We had a deal. I ain't no snitch. We had a deal. And, and I ain't no wet. I ain't no wet. The Gallus boys on the floor. They had a deal. <laughs> yeah. So we, we go to break because Stax is still Awful. fighting. It's still going on. Stax is still fighting for this uh, freedom of his <laughs> boss or whatever. <laughs> Comes back. He's getting worked over. You know, he needs that, you know, when the Undertaker sees the urn or that moment of firing up or what have you. And what do they do? Tony D's phoned in. <laughs> He's put through the call system. <laughs> Got a collect call from jail. You have received a call from Tony D'Angelo. After the call plays over the speakers, so uh, have they done that right? He's like, "Hey, patch me through to Vic." It's like, who does he think he's talking to at this point? Patch me through to the USA Network. <laughs> yeah, you hear Tony say, "Oh, Gareth, thought they'd get one over the D'Angelo family, huh? They took the bait. We got him. Come on, Stax. You got this. Drop that red bastard. Stax is family. Without family, we got nothing. Let's go, Stax. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, and then you think, oh, no. Because Mark Coffey just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. This plan is fatally flawed because he could still lose this handicap match situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Mark Coffey distracts Stax, and yeah, Joe Coffey levels him, and it looks like the, the numbers disadvantage is going to catch up again to the family. But here comes Bronco Nemer and terrible Lucian. plan. Here comes Bronco Nemer and Lucian Price to confront the tag champs. Yeah, hopefully explained by the, the money from the underboss, because yeah, and they're good lads, and mm-hmm. they yeah. Stax makes his comeback. Shut up. He runs wild. He clobbers Wolfgang on the outside. Mark Coffey jumps up on the apron. So Stax pulls him. He's prepared for him this time. Pulls him into the ring. Last the referee's team can piss off Mark. Stax, taking influence from the darn, reaches down ringside. There's the crowbar. Bam! Nails Joe Coffey with it. In comes Wolfgang. He does the Eddie Guerrero spot. He throws it to Wolfgang. He bumps out. Referee turns around. What the f***? <laughs> yeah, with that. Get out of here, Wolfgang. Get out of here, Mark Coffey. Joe Coffey's like, oh, my bloody tummy. Turns around. Big boot from Stax. The sort of curb knee thing that he does. One, two, three. Tony D is a free man. And then you hear Stax as they celebrate and he walks down the ramp saying, you're coming home, Dan. I'll never betray family. Never. I'll see you soon, Dan. Oh, my God. This was the greatest moment in my life. That was the greatest moment in mine. That was the greatest moment in mine. This was so bad. And the call, get me through to the USA <laughs> network. Uh, there was a call, and the fans are like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then Stax is going, I know it. Just a kick out. You're expecting everyone to go, what? And no one cares in the slightest. It's nice to get to watch him stacking up, wasn't it? Like in that last. Yes. I'm really blown away by your dramatic reading. Watching you go through the gears there was like brilliant. Professional. Yeah. He's a free man. He gets a title shot as a homecoming next week. It was a perfect plan. Cannoli at the ass. Oh, my God. It was... It was exactly as we described it. I know. <laughs> and that's what I still can't work out. 
How about I go to jail for approximately a month? What can possibly go wrong? No, they you're getting it wrong again. I know, I know, I'm sorry. They figured this out when he was in jail. They made the best of a bad situation. He was already in prison because they'd, they were like, who's done this? We'll figure that out. Wait a second. What a coincidence. It's the tag team champions. <laughs> Great. Let's use this in our favor. Let's trick these rare bastards into thinking that Stax has had his heads turned. He'd never do that. I still don't really get it. <laughs> Family. And now they've got a tag title match. Please, God, take these tag titles off Gallus. Yeah, they've got to win. Like, what if Stax turns on him now? Oh, for f- don't. I'm no rat. But I realised I can become the boss. I'm the Dan, yeah. I don't need you anymore. I <laughs> don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't need you <laughs> anymore. Your impression's no better. No, I've got a terrible stack. You've got good stacks. Your Wilborn doing stacks is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's quite yeah, good. That's so, yeah, can you do stacks doing Charlotte Flair? I don't, I don't need you anymore, Don. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've, uh, <laughs> you know, yesterday you kind of stumped me. We were going through takeovers. We had like, yeah. And she giggled. Hey, you're walking here, New York, right? And then you had like four way. And I was like, I just kind of blanked. I've got it now. Okay. <laughs> NXT takeover. I get the f- you, you, and you! Four-way! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Where are you again? Where are you? <laughs> Mentally. I'm not where I need to be. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Stax, you must be buzzing, mate. Oh, you know, I'm really feeling it, guys. I'm joking! Hey. I'm absolutely fine! I got you again! <laughs> Tony D is a free man! Let's Celebrate! <laughs> well, how you, uh, okay, uh, what do, where, where are we going? We got the whole company next week. We can't do anything to enter him. Uh, these these uh, private jets back and forth aren't <laughs> cheap, let me tell you. Is there anything on at the cinema? Uh, I, uh, I look. I think there's uh, Bobby, that Oppenheimer guy. No Godfather, what gives, huh? So I'm just so excited to see Tony D back and take him for a, a round of golf to celebrate. Well, hey, Sitch, what's the deal with golf? <laughs> golf is, in the words of Mark Twain, a good walk ruined. In reality, it is a uh, sport in which you use uh, what's called a club of varying types to hit across vast distances and beautiful green landscapes um, a little ball into a little hole. Um can use a club to really get some power behind it and a wedge just chip it out of a, a bit of a dodgy area you found yourself in a nice flat um an iron for like shorter distance and a putter if you just want to put that in the ground you know Sid, i uh been told by uh more than one bison it's not your size the size of your putter that counts it's how many uh strokes you take I'm talking about my cat <laughs> Why golf? Uh, it's been a busy week. Uh, so uh, golf <laughs> seems like a good choice. <laughs> to, uh, do a pastime thing with Tony D. I'll see you play some golf yeah. with Tony D. Yeah, he loves uh, uh, golf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if, nah, you, if you play golf with Tony D, why did he ask me what it is? It slipped my mind. <laughs> okay. Three Jokes, three questions, three jokes for you, Sidge. What time do golfers wake up to go golfing? Um, Tea o'clock instead of three o'clock. Tea time. time. It's good. Not right. Probably better than the punchline, actually. What time do golfers wake up to go golfing? Four. Okay. It's early start. (laughs) <laughs> nice try, Rory McIlroy, but I don't sleep. <laughs> Hamlet. Joke number two. Question joke number two. What should you do if a boy poos on your golf cart? Is this one of his deadpans? Like, clean it up, you deaf. <laughs> Swear word. Yeah. 
Um, he's, we've got, he's got enough on his plate with this, Willborn, this edit. Aye. Uh, punch, sorry, set up again. What should you do if a boyd poops on your golf course? It's feel weird that he's saying poo and poop, doesn't it? Like he's trying to avoid... Yeah. On your golf cart. Caddy. Uh, one of the clubs, is it? There's no... Sand wedge. Pitching wedge. Um, there are spoonerism we're missing here. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, get the. Uh, da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what should you do if a boy poops on your golf cart? Never taken a golfing again. Ah! You like you call them boys here in the UK. I was thrown by the fact yeah. that you're an Italian American stereotype, Stax. <laughs> who, who would not know that, you know, the English phrase for that because yeah. you're an Italian American stereotype. Yeah. Final joke, final question, final joke for you. What do golf and dating have in common? Right, that's going to be... Uh, oh, stacks. Um, I've got it. Do the setup again. What do golf and dating have in common? It's pretty f***ing boring until you get it in the hole. Pretty, pretty much spot on there. <laughs> what a... What a golf and dating have in common. If you end up in the hole, you're doing something f***ing right. <laughs> See you later, Jay. Tony D's a free man. <laughs> Bye, sucks. Oh, my punchline was more misogynistic than his. <laughs> but the... I was trying to channel his misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ivy's backstage. Good time, Dane. Yeah. Ivy's backstage. <laughs> Only the main event. Uh, yes. Yeah, good. Uh, Ivy's backstage Fun when <laughs> here comes the Jim. Uh, they mock her, being the only one left in Diamond Mine, and she says to Joe Gacy, hmm. well, basically says, it was you in that mask, the loaded mask that cost the Cree brothers the match last week. Last week, thought you were meant to be ejected from the arena. He's like, what are you talking about? I was never there. <laughs> or me. Uh, and uh, Mick Jagger says the... Jism tree is blossoming. And Ava, she hasn't got a surname, she's the rock's daughter, says uh, there's always room for one more. And then the Creed brothers are there. They were definitely the last two in that group, weren't they? Walking past two lingering ones yeah. staring at Ava. Yeah. I think so. Well, they've got a distinctive yeah. look, the uh, Creed brothers. Don't put them in the Jism. Well, or are they hiding in the Jism? Infiltrating the Jism. To stay in NXT to support Ivy Nile. Yeah. But if they were doing it just out front, the security would turn up. Hank Walker would be like, sorry, guys, you got to go. Yeah. And she's going to flip the script on Joe Gacy because he's like, you're the bloody Creed Brothers. And he's, he's, they're like, what are you talking about? That's someone different wearing a mask. Uh? And then he'll admit uh, that, uh, he'll admit that it, uh, it was me. And like, are you fucking know it? <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Ferroz are being interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell for some reason being asked about Noam Dahl's talk show that I think was one episode of, possibly, uh -huh. that's not here anymore because obviously he's sad because of the, the Heritage Cup. Um, here come Los Lotharios, though. I forgot they were in NXT. Umberto Carrillo and uh, Angel Garza. Um, and they try and sort of... Uh, Crack onto him. He's wearing his wedding ring. I don't know if that was like an intentional. He's like a sleaze ball. Yeah, so like you proposed on NXT. Yeah, yeah. he's literally yeah. wearing his wedding ring in the segment. Uh, but uh, maybe that's like you know. I but here come him come Dragon Lee and Nathan Fraser to uh, got a problem, mate. Set him straight and set up a tag match next week, which actually should kick ass. Nathan Fraser is someone who blows my mind and makes me cringe my arsehole inside out <laughs> in equal measure. We got a problem here, lads. I don't know why he's like. First Triple H friend. I don't know why he's in the Shire now. Or here. Got problem here, lads. Nathan Fraser basically taped up his fist like uh, <laughs> Dead Man in front of Shawn Michaels <laughs> to Los Lotharios. Like, I just hate it so much. Should be a ripper of a match though. Next week. Yeah. Dragon Lee, Nathan Fraser, tag team versus two guys who. You know, they look great. They've just been jobbed out loads. They brought them in as if they were going to win the bails. Yeah. They? So, I, they'll probably, they'll pro Dragon Lee and Nathan Fraser can win at least. You know what I would have done to make this segment a bit better? <laughs> Is that if uh, I had lost Lotharios, do their, you know, Lothario thing. And uh, and they think they're going to get uh, maybe a little peck from uh, these 
beautiful ladies. And so they book her up, and uh, then just last second, he slides the boss with his ass and then kisses his ass. And <laughs> <laughs> he slides the boss. Triple H, I mean, uh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. <laughs> What's that? That's not lovely ladies. Sumptuous lips. Oh, it's an, it's an ass cheek. <laughs> oh, God, get another meal and end. That's <laughs> ass cheek. It's <laughs> an interesting lipstick you've got on. Oh, no, wait. That just tastes like your ass cheek, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making it this far. <laughs> Main event time. Is this? Yeah, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. It's Judgment Day versus the NXT Champion Combat Eyes and Trick Williams. Uh, they isolate Trick Williams early on. Hot tag to Mello. Uh, he beats them all up and they all have to bail out to take us to a break. When we come back, uh, he makes a hot tag to Trick Williams, who knocks Priest all over the place. I thought it was great here. He had a running neck breaker to get a two count, but Priest hits him with a clothesline. There's a double down. Uh, in come Hayes and Balor. Uh, Hayes hits a super kick for a two count. Balor comes back with a sling blade but misses the coup de grace. Um, Hayes comes back with that springboard clothesline of his. But Priest nails him with a kick to the head. Williams makes the save. It all breaks down. Priest hits Trick with a razor's edge onto the announce table and it doesn't move. Oh, my God. Uh, Hayes comes back with a code breaker as Priest getting back in the ring. Goes up top, but Dominic distracts him. Uh, Priest tries to capitalize, but Hayes counters him. So Dom gets a chair on the instruction of Mammy. Uh, tries to bring it into the ring, distracts the referee. Priest gets thrown his briefcase. Ilya comes out. He's not having any of this. What's the end? Useless tosser. He tries to stop all this, but Mello attacks Priest or goes to attack Priest, but Priest moves. So Mello hits the briefcase and Ilya, turns around south of heaven. In comes Finn, coup de gras, one, two, three. Judgment Day stand tall over Carmelo Hayes and Pose. And then there's a moment where Carmelo Hayes is glaring at the new number one contender for accidentally costing him the match. Finn Balor, because he's beaten twice. Yeah. And what are they doing? <laughs> well, that's what they're doing, isn't it? You've got to suspend your disbelief that Finn Balor's got Melo's number, should they want to put that title match on telly, maybe? But also... Melo's now distracted the dragon off. Isn't it interesting how these two have come together in this specific way on this specific night? Yes. Uh, I don't know. The match is all right. Claggy this to me. All this. Claggy, like more baby face, baby face. I was, I was trying to help. <laughs> that kind of thing. And then there's a silly misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the sitcom bit where like, now look at the footage. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's, that's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. That is 100% okay. There mm-hmm. are zero trust issues between us. Never goes like that. Match is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was NXT. Best show of the week. Let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. I'm exhausted now. Uh, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... Oh, M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Dudley Boys coming back later on today to preview this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT Review. My thanks to the Dudley Boys. Thanks to Stax. Thank you for joining us. Tony D's a free man, and we'll see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.